Welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's show. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate your ears and your time. And I hope that I can, you know, add some new information to your day and help you sort of move through different areas of your business as well. Today, I'm going to chat about the impact of the cancelled trade shows or postponed trade shows that are going on right now. Obviously, in the industry that I work heavily in is, you know, with homewares, lifestyle, fashion, um, brands and retailers. So it's sort of really right in the thick of who's impacted um, by this sort of new change and obviously update of what's going on. So the lockdowns obviously in Sydney have postponed the most, um, the upcoming Melbourne trade shows. So we've got the ones I'm involved in our life in style. Um, there's also Reed at the same time. They have been postponed until September. Then the um, AGHA, which is a um, another homeware show, they have been cancelled for this year, as well as Big Design Trade, they've been cancelled as well. So, um, and then also the retail quarter that has been put off until next year. So, unfortunately, that really has an impact on the way that brands get, you know, their um, exposure out to the retailers, and it really impacts as well the retailers because it's, they, you know, they've been now for over a year and a half. Obviously, we didn't realise that. The time that you know COVID would have such a long-term impact on our lives and unfortunately you know 18 months later here we are still having an impact on the way we go about things so in general you know the buyers have been used to buying in person going to appointments going to showings going to trade shows they're having to do it all digital they're having to do it all um, via catalogs and things like that too. So it really does have an impact on the way that, you know, the two connect. So the buyers and the brands connect. I work with a lot of brands in my Transform Your Wholesale Group program um, course and that the question comes up all the time, you know, when to approach buyers, how to approach buyers. And I have, I think I've got another podcast on that exactly. But in general, I think you can always approach buyers because you know, they're looking at things all year round. There's definitely peak periods, which are normally, you know, as we said about within the trade show period, which is normally February and normally August, um, but they can be approached all year round because they're always looking for something new, different and interesting. And if you've got a really good, unique selling point, then they're keen to find out about it, essentially. I also work with the over 100 retailers in my membership. So I'm sort of working with both sides of the coin here, um, you know, understanding and hearing feedback and hearing people talk about how these sort of things impact them. I put a little questionnaire in my membership the other day and, you know, asked who's going to the trade show still, how is it going to um, impact your buying? And, you know, that's sort of what I'm talking a little bit about here today. I know that, um, you know, a few people have said that they're sick of buying, the retail buyers are sick of buying digitally and seeing things only on email and only on a computer screen. And they're really keen to get back to trade shows again. Um, obviously, everyone's keen to get to in-person events and stuff as much as possible. But they've definitely talked about that it's so much easier buying when you're there. 
you can make decisions quicker. Um, when things are in front of you physically, you've got a really good idea about, you know, how the colour looks and scale of things as well. I know when I went to go to trade shows, you know, I would if I'd bought something from a brand before, I could walk up and easily just go, yep, okay, I want to have five of those, five of those, five of those, um, that's it, done. You know, I could make it quick, super easy, and I'd be sorted. I wouldn't have to go back and order on a computer. Um, order online, which used to, you know, you spend so much time on the computer at night doing your buying that it can be really exhausting as well. So once they are back, I know buyers will be keen to get back at the trade shows. So fingers crossed the Life in Style and Read ones go ahead in September in Melbourne, as has been um, as it's been changed to. But um, I'm saying that it's definitely later than normal. So what should you be doing in between? What it means is that I think for brands that, you know, you've got to go ahead and take risks. You've got to order. It depends, on obviously, if you're made to order, if you've got, you know, you've got to order things from overseas. But you've definitely got to order ahead of time and um, make sure that your supply chain sorted and make sure that you know the stock can get to you in time. I've heard of a lot of people say that they've had delays. Um, there's no shipping containers. There's just huge impact of um, obviously the worldwide, you know, changes that are taking place. So as a brand, make sure that you know when your stock's coming, make sure you order enough stock to get the sales that you want. And then make sure you make contact with retailers and buyers to actually get that stock um, out to stores and secure new stores as well as your regular um, ongoing stockers. As retailers, I know a lot of them are trying to secure stock now. They're really trying to nut down and make sure the next five months that they have um, trading before Christmas is planned out well. They don't want to get caught short having no stock or the right stock or the right category of stock. Um, they got caught out last year by, you know, these supply chain issues. So I know that lots will be looking now to make sure they either, you know, start up with some new suppliers or that they um, that they in, secure the styles that they want at the right time. So that's really important for them um, as a retail store to make sure they know when their orders and their buyings, you know, scheduled out for cash flow in the next five months. And then as brands, you need to make sure that you're contacting people all the time to regularly sell to them as well. In terms of how to sell, because you're not doing the, um, you don't just want to send an email. You don't want to just have an online ordering system. It it can be, um, as I said, it can be exhausting just ordering on the computer. So I personally, as a buyer, when I had my store, I loved getting physical physical catalogs in the mail, but they don't need to be 35 page documents. You can definitely keep it um, short and sweet to, you know, A4, A5, A3, sorry, A3 or A4 um, printed pages. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, in depth and detail and photos of every single thing, um, back, forward, front and side in the catalogue um, if you're sending a printed physical one. But definitely um, even send samples, fabric swatches, maybe you've got like a colour palette you can send so people can see what colours they look like in real life. Depends on what your product is, depends on how much you're going to do this. But the more you can stand out and not just in an email, I think is you're going to be, you know, a step in, step in front of those who only just email and send online ordering systems, which I love, which are great. But when you're first getting introduced to a brand, that's maybe not the way that you're going to order it. In terms of timing as well, I've said to a few of my um, brands that I know are going to the trade shows, 
that because it's been pushed back until September, I think there's a great opportunity to make contact with your targets now and try and get orders in, you know, in store before the trade show. So ideally you'd contact them now, you know, get orders into store in August or early September, and then hopefully you'll be able to get reorders at the shows as well as pick up new stores as well. So I think that there's definitely opportunity now that the shows have been pushed back or, as we talked about, some of them are cancelled, to get into stores earlier, to get your stock um, in front of new customers, in front of new people, and then hopefully you'll get more reorders um, coming up to the Christmas busy period as well. For any brands that have stockists that are close by, like if let's say that you're based in Melbourne and you've got lots of stockists in Victoria, you may have um, a private showing. So that that can definitely work. I think obviously lots of people do that anyway, but you can do that as opposed to having your um, trade show only or having showcase days where you have, um, you know, if you have an agent, making sure they've got the range, making sure they're seeing people all the time as well. If you don't have lots of your own or current stockers in close proximity, maybe you could run a virtual event. So I think, you know, there's opportunity here where you may have, um, you know, a little fashion parade or seeing things in person and then you may talk through your range. I think that would be a great way that if you recorded that too, you could send that to buyers, they could have a look at it. They could, you know, if it was live, they could ask, you know, show fabric details. That could be really um, a good approach as opposed to just, you know, digital um, conversations over the phone, uh, sorry, over email. If you've got something like homewares, I know it's used to be amazing when Kip and Co and Sage and Claire, those um, those guys would have the whole a whole house set up with their new range, which looked amazing. And so that's an opportunity too. So maybe you know if you've got ceramics, you may have you know a whole um, display shelf set up so that you can talk through the range to buyers virtually. Or if you've got bed linen, you may have everything set up or, you know, set up in in situ so people can see how it looks and the scale and size and textural elements of things too. So it's definitely opportunity to do that sort of stuff. And then you've got replays that buyers can watch at a time that suits them. I think that could um, be something to do that's, you know, different or um, not what you would have done if you had the opportunity to see people in person. Investing in photo shoots is crucial. Um, you're super important right now. Make sure that you invest in your imagery. Whether you have a full-blown photo shoot with a um, you know photographer for a full day on a location, or whether you have um, you know three hours one morning set up in a perfect little space that suits your product. So it's just a matter of investing in the time and or money to make sure that you get um, good photos and good content to actually showcase your range. When you're doing that, I really would suggest doing um, capturing video too if you can so that you can use that in your content too because everyone knows the direction that Instagram's going and you know Facebook are looking at video views and stuff like that too. It can really um, make a difference to how people view the, your product when it's moving in motion and actually you can get that feedback as well about who's viewed it too. So when you invest in your imagery, not only does it help you sell your range wholesale, but obviously it helps you contribute to your retail sales too. So they can be used in your advertising, your PR, on your own website as well. So that money that you spend um, on the photo shoot, it should be looked at as a return on investment spend as opposed to just an expense. 
So what does this mean now? You know, we've just had a little talk about, you know, the shows are cancelled, postponed, whatever is happening. What it means is as a brand, you should be making contact with stores now. You should be sending out your catalogs now. You should be setting up, you know, your photo shoots now. You should be planning out that you try and get new stores and orders into stores as soon as possible. Buyers are going to be doing the planning now and they're going to be looking for products to secure for the next six, five, six months. So that's what you need to be doing, making contact, um, having the right thing sent to them so they can actually, you know, buy your product easily, see what you sell, see what you offer. You should be making it as easy as possible for the, buy, the, the buying process. So, you know, not too many barriers. Don't make it hard. Uh, I used to have people send me an email and say, hey, you know, this is what my product is. Would you like to look at it? And I'd be like, well, I can't see what it is or how much it costs. Like send me a catalogue, send me some information. I don't want to have to reply back to you and then wait for that email and then who knows if I'm going to see it when I'm need when i on my emails. Just send me all the information I need to get it done as quickly as possible. Make account setup easy. Uh, again, automate as, pos- as much automation as possible. I work with my stores, sorry, my brands in the course to make sure that they um, automate their f- form capture. So they capture that buyer's um, and store's details quickly and easily so that they're not having to type things out or cut and paste or buyers aren't having to type in their, you know, ABN a zillion times. They can just have it um, filled out if you have auto form fill out on your computer as well. So buyers, um, you need to make sure that you've thought about your stock for the next five, six months. Make sure that you've got the right stock at the right time, the right type of stock. Make sure that you've, you know, balanced out your cash flow a little so you've got not too much coming in, but you've got a little bit of a leeway, a little budget if things go well, what you could buy. So maybe having wish lists um, on your buying sort of plan as well. Depends on as we know, or anyone in retail, you never quite know what's going to happen. No one quite knows what their sales are going to be and you never quite know, um, you know, what things are going to be thrown at you like pandemics and things like that. Um, Or school holidays, you know, often a few people I've spoken to had normally would have huge school holidays, but now with the lockdown, you know, they've been cut off and so they couldn't, they were a regional store and they just didn't get the traffic that they would normally have over that period. So, you know, balancing things out. So you've got a little bit of leeway in terms of you don't overspend, but then having some idea about what you should have in store as well. Again, they, you know, retailers experience the um, lack of product that they could get their hands on last year so they want to make sure that they're going to have what they need at the right time as I've mentioned these are the things that we've talked about in you know the Lotco Collective membership we're just going through planning and buying um, figuring out how to figure out what stock you need and when um, what the next five months of your business looks like and with my wholesale course, always as well, talking about, you know, how to approach buyers, how to make sure that you your catalogue is as succinct as possible, how to make sure that, you know, they're getting the information they need without overkill, um, how to approach stores and how to target stores too, how to categorise what sort of types of stores that you, you want to sell to. So, and also understanding your data. So knowing what stockers do well with your product and then, you know, working with more of that type of store as well. 
So I hope this has helped you, um, you know, figure out what you should be doing right now if you're a brand or a retailer. Brands um, should be getting all their things ready to actually, ranges ready and images ready and their catalogs ready to send to buyers, contacting buyers, getting in front of buyers. Then retailers should be planning out what they're actually going to buy and, you know, securing new store, stockers, um, securing the types of products that they want right now. The next five months um, are, you know, some of often the biggest... Um, sales period in retail so it'd be great to make sure that you had all those things ticked off and planned and yeah really focus on that as a task for the next little while I have um, wait lists for both of those different groups that I talked about. So the Lotco Collective Membership and the Wholesale Group. I run the Wholesale Group a couple of times a year. That will be happening and the membership opens up a couple of times a year. So you can join the wait list for both of those and I'll put the link in the bio for you, in the show notes for you. Well, I hope this has helped today. I look forward to bringing you some more episodes in the coming weeks. And just as a little favor, I would so love it if you could leave um, a review on Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, that's the only one you can do it on at the moment. Um, What you have to do is just scroll right down to the end of the episodes and you can add a little star review. Um, Ideally, I'd love it if you could give me five stars, but you know, you do you. And then write a little review for me and I'm going to share some in the coming episodes um, of what people have shared and who has shared it for me. So really appreciate appreciate it. Really appreciate your time and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.